0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to the Compassionate Caregiver Podcast. I am Katie Anderson and I am one of your two hosts. Martha is our other host and she is not with us today as this is one of our short episodes. Here at the Compassionate Caregiver Podcast and Compassionate Child Care, we believe the most profound impact that we can have on the lives of children is by caring for the people who care for the children. And that is you, you compassionate caregiver. Today we are talking about boundaries, which can be a sensitive topic. I'm calling this episode Boundary Basics 101. So if this is new to you, congratulations and welcome. If this is not new to you, we hope you enjoy this baby refresher course on what are boundaries, why are they important, and how we can apply them to our lives today. Let's get started. Some of this comes from several different books. There are a lot of books out there on boundaries. I'm sure they're all really great. The two that I have read are Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, and Set Boundaries, Find Peace, a Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nedra Glover Tawwab. These are two excellent resources to get started if you're starting out setting boundaries and you don't feel very comfortable let's go over some of the very, very basic nuts and bolts that really kind of rocked my world as I was on this journey that might help you as well. So number one, how do we even determine what a boundary is? How do we know where they are for us? I really appreciate the concept of backpacks versus boulders. There are certain things that are considered backpacks. These are responsibilities of everyday life, like getting up, getting dressed, going to work or going to school. These are things that we all have to do and that we're expected to do fairly independently. So we all have our own backpack and that is ours to carry. Then there are boulders. At different times during our life we might need more support. Or if we're wrestling with something that is difficult like the loss of a parent, the loss of a child, Um, a marriage that is maybe dissipating or um, splitting apart or perhaps there's something hard that you carry by yourself that is like a mental health issue or a challenge in a relationship. We all have boulders that are harder to carry than backpacks and we need assistance. So when we're thinking about what is in our backpack, I want you to think about your backyard. This is an idea from Boundaries by... Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John, T- John Townsend. Think about, do you go over to your neighbor's yard and care for their yard? Probably not, honestly, unless you know that they're in declining health or they were on vacation or something happened and they're caring for their ailing parent. You tend to not go over and do their work for them in their backyard. And I want you to start thinking about boundaries like that, especially emotional boundaries. Those are the really tricky ones to suss out where the lines live. Now, what does that mean? So how do you tell if you are being violated in a boundary or a boundary is being violated for you? And I just want you to highlight the use of guilt. A lot of times people use guilt to try to control other people or encourage other people to do what they want. And if someone is trying to guilt you, it's a good chance they're trying to violate a boundary that you're trying to set. So try to be aware of when you are using guilt to violate other people's boundaries or when they are using guilt to try to violate yours. Now you have power over your own feelings. This is another concept that rocked my world as I was reading about boundaries. No one can make you feel anything you don't agree to feel. So what does that mean? That means that you also have power over your behavior. Good and bad news. You can't uh, allow people to take the blame for your behavior. So you have to be aware of how you are acting, behaving, feeling, what you're allowing into your mind because we are responsible for ourselves. In the world of boundaries, this means that you are responsible for you and I am responsible for me, however, we are responsible to each other. What does that mean? If I'm responsible for myself, that means I'm responsible for how I act, how I communicate, how I think, how I behave, and you're responsible to me in that if I express that something bothers me or I need assistance Or something to that effect, like, when you yell at me, I feel sad. Would you please use a calmer voice when talking to me? Now I've made you responsible to me because I was responsible for myself. I told you my want, I told you my need, and now it is your job to be responsible for yourself by being responsible to me. However, not everybody's gonna do that. So people might violate that boundary after you've set it. What do you do then? Then you continue to set the boundary. You can restate it with communication verbally or you can use your actions, which means you can simply choose to not engage. And you can warn the person, say, you know, if you keep talking to me like this, I'm not going to continue this conversation. I'll wait until you're ready to be calm and talk about it together then because I'm not going to be talked to like this, but I do care about you and I want to solve this problem together. This works whether you're a caregiver of children or if you're talking to an adult partner. These are all things you can do to help set boundaries. You can use it to set boundaries with the adults in your life who were once your parents perhaps or um, caregivers of you. These are all ways to set boundaries uh, because... You have the power. You, this is all about boundaries. It's about putting power back into your own hands. And part of why we want to do that is because when we set boundaries, we become a funnel instead of a colander. <laughs> what does that mean? A funnel instead of a colander? First of all, if you don't know what a colander is, it's like a pasta strainer. It's like a bowl with holes in it, lots of holes. And if you are a colander, your energy Your force, your power, all of your will is kind of leaking out of you. So you're not really being as effective as you want to be. However, by being a funnel, you're using your boundaries to direct your energy into what is most important to you. Boundaries allow you to set priorities and to focus on what's most important. So if you are trying to make more time for your family, or you're trying to make more time for yourself, or you're trying to make more time for work, whatever it is you're trying to make more time for, you can reflect that by how you prioritize your scheduling by setting boundaries. So boundaries around our time is one of the hardest things to do because a lot of us are recovering people pleasers. We love the people in our lives. We want them to love us. We want to help them. We like to be helpful. However, we're exhausted you're probably so tired. And a lot of times we're overcommitted, overscheduled. That is a very typical way that people live their lives. So how do we break out of that? We need to set boundaries around our schedule. If this is hard for you, I really, really encourage you to work on some catchphrases that you can use to protect your time. So something like, that sounds delightful. Let me check my schedule and get back to you. Because that gives you more time to process whether or not it's something you really want to be a part of. Or, I would love to. Thank you for thinking of me. I am going to look and talk with my family to see if we can make that work. Or, wow, I so appreciate you inviting me. I don't think I have the time and energy to commit to it in the way that that deserves. I'm going to have to say no for right now. Although I really, really appreciate you considering me or could you tell me more about that? I'm very interested in being a part of this project, but I'm not sure that I can give it the full attention it deserves. And that wouldn't be fair. Would you mind telling me what the project entails? This gives you time to gather information, to process your feelings, to think about what you want and need, and to think about whether it's smart or safe for you to be a part of right now. So these things, Getting catchphrases around boundaries are really helpful and guess what, saying no can be your catchphrase. I encourage you, if you are not someone who says no, to learn to say no, to practice saying no and to invite other people to say no to you. If you make this catchphrase a part of your vocabulary, you will be a very well-loved person and here it is, it's okay to say no or I'm gonna ask for help, but it's okay to say no. Would you like to come with me to the movies? It's okay to say no. Do you have time to help me work on this project? It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no is an invitation to other people and it is telling them in advance that you love them and respect their boundaries. Because healthy people and happy people want to respect the boundaries of other people even if they don't like the boundary. And that is really difficult because sometimes we don't like what someone is saying to us boundary wise. However, because we like that person and we respect that person and because we've had our own boundaries respected, we appreciate them. Say, I understand. I appreciate you. Thank you for letting me know. That is a wonderful way to build relationships by setting a foundation of respect for each other's boundaries, whether it's at work, at home, with your children, or with your partners. And if you invite the children in your care to say no to you, you will be shocked and amazed and delighted at how they respect your no's. In fact, I used to suggest or ask children to do things I knew they would want to say no to so that they had an opportunity to say no to me, because so frequently children do not have an opportunity to say no. So setting them up with an ability to practice this also helps them to learn autonomy, consent. They get to learn that their no means no. So a lot of times that little girl I used to nanny for, I would say, would you do me a favor? It's okay to say no. And then I would ask her the favor, which I knew she almost never wanted to do, to go downstairs to get paper towels. And a lot of times she would say no, but sometimes she would surprise me and say yes. So what I found was she became more cooperative the more I offered her the opportunity to say no. Which is interesting because it's removing the power struggle from the request. I see this in the classroom when I work with children. I ask for help. They say it's okay to say no to them. And a lot of times they will want to help. Most people want to be helpful. However, We want to teach them, above all, to be respectful of other people's no's and to know, K-N-O-W, that their no's are worthy of being respected too. Speaking of the word no, another boundary basic is letting your yes be yes and your no be no. This means when you are asked to do something or asked to go somewhere or participate in something or work on something and you really don't have time or energy or desire to do it, just say no. It's okay to say no. I've given you those catchphrases, practice them. I wish I could do that right now. I do not have the time to do it. Maybe let me know if there's a a way I could be of help in some other way that has less time commitment. Thank you so much for thinking of me. It's such an honor. Or I wish I could help. I want to be a part of this uh, event in your life. I want to be a part of your quinceanera. But I don't have time to work on the music to sing because I'm doing this event instead. Let me know if there's someone I can suggest for you that might be a better fit and have more availability. This is also a gentle way to sidestep um, a request for your help that you want to meet, but you don't have time or energy or resources to do so. You can suggest someone else who might really appreciate that. But before you suggest them, make sure that it's okay with them. Check in with their boundaries and say, hi, I'd love to suggest you for a job or an opportunity. Would it be okay with you if I put your name forward for that? and then they can tell you whether or not that's a good choice for them in the moment, and you have another opportunity to practice respecting boundaries. Okay, so letting your yes be yes and your no be no also helps with trust. It's a trust-building exercise with you and the people in your life. I always have said to my husband, actually, when we first started dating, that he would never have to guess if something was uh, bothering me or I was upset, I would tell him because I do not expect him to read my mind. That is also a boundary because unexpressed expectations create strife in relationship. So if I am upset or if I expect him to do something or want him to do something, I am responsible for my own wants and needs. So I need to express that. That's the same with the children in our life. That's the same with our partners. So if you need your partner to help or your nanny or the nanny family that you work with to do something, you can say directly to them, hi, I could really use your help. Right now, we are struggling when you're away with mealtimes. What are some things that work for you when I'm not here? Or what are some things that you think I could do That would boost this. I really need some help and some ideas. Or you could even suggest, this is what we're finding works. Is that something that you're willing to try or you could help me reinforce somehow? I'm not sure how to do it. Ask for collaboration when you're seeking help and assistance. And that will really help people want to respect your boundaries and be a part of your team. Because really, when you're a caregiver, you are on a team with somebody else all the time. All right, we're kind of gonna wrap up here a little bit. I do wanna share two resources that I absolutely love. The first one comes from Living Better Lives Counsel. And it, I'm sorry, Living Better Lives Counseling. And it is kind of just a basic boundary guidepost, I guess I would say. And they have some phrases here that I think are really important. So if you're somebody who loves these catchphrases I've been giving you, Keep these in mind. So the first one is being aware of boundaries. So it's okay to say no. And I'm in charge of my own happiness. You're expected to be a participant in your own life. Life is not going to hand you anything or give you anything. If you want something, like if you have a goal, you need to move yourself towards it actively because it's not going to come to you if you are stationary. You need to move towards your goal. So if that means registering for a race, working to find a new job, working to find a partner that you love and value, working to affect change in some kind of social sphere or in your family. You need to move towards that, whether that means finding a counselor, going and building your resume, signing up for the race that you want to run, which makes you force yourself to train, which I have done before. These are ways to be an active participant in your own life and be in charge of your own happiness. Number two from living better lives counseling is being assertive. I'm not responsible for your actions and I don't have to anticipate your needs. That is being responsible for yourself and not for others. You don't need to anticipate someone's needs, like I'm not going to expect my husband to know what I want when I want it, I need to express it. Just like he needs to express it to me. And I'm very lucky he does, he's great. And I want to free some people. I know some people come from homes where they're very aware of the emotional climate because it served them in childhood to be hypervigilant and to pay attention to the changing emotions of people around them. And that is really difficult because you naturally anticipate needs. So if you catch yourself working on things in advance before someone says they need or want them, this one is for you trying to let the ball drop. Don't try to um, accommodate and adjust for people before they ask. That's over And so my one of my best friends and I, we always say, like, just don't catch the ball. Because a lot of times at the workplace, people will try to throw the ball to you. And if it's not your ball to catch, it's okay to let it drop because it's not yours. And you are going to then allow somebody to learn a lesson about what they need to do because if we rob people of the opportunities to feel the consequences of their actions whether they're children or adults then they don't learn and that's actually not very kind because especially for the children in our lives the safest time for them to learn these lessons about living in a sowing and reaping world is when they're children in the safety of our homes and the safety of our schools. So, that they can make small mistakes and mess it up in small ways. And then, when they get into more serious and more um, maybe potentially dangerous situations, they're more aware of cause and effect and how their behaviors affect what is happening around them. So, keep that in mind. Uh, Let's see. The third one from better, Living Better Lives Counseling is Prioritizing Yourself. So, it's not your job to fix anyone and it is okay to disagree. You don't need to solve someone's problems. You don't need to make them a better person. You don't even need to make them realize that you might be right about something. My parents have always said the relationship is more important than being right. And I think that is a wonderful lesson we all could learn and apply to every single day of our lives is that sometimes people remember things differently. They disagree. They don't have the same opinions. They want different things. And that's okay. It's not your job to change someone's mind or to tell them who to date or tell them what their job should be or tell them what's wrong with their lives or how to change their hair. That's not your job. That is in your neighbor's backyard. And you do not need to be over there messing around in that garden. Number four from the Living Better Lives counseling is being authentic. So I have a right to my own thoughts and feelings and needs. And I have a right to express them freely is what they have written for that one. And I think that's such a valuable thing to consider because a lot of times because of our um, either families of origin or experiences in life that have nothing to do with our families of origin, but maybe are from education experiences or work experiences or romantic experiences, we tend to decide that our thoughts or feelings or um, desire to express them or needs are less valuable than the thoughts and feelings and needs of others. Especially as caregivers, I think we tend to put ourselves last. However, you need to prioritize yourself or you will be burnt out. And when you are burnt out, You are empty and you can't give and you can't love and you can't respect and you need to take time to preserve your ability and your spirit and joy and thoughtfulness and mindfulness and kindness so that you are prepared to be a loving participant in your relationships. All right, and this is from um, Jennifer Erloss. I hope I pronounced your name right, Jennifer Erloss. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and you can follow her at, at @modernmft. That was at modernmft. She has a post that I really appreciate about boundaries that say, kind of why they're important. And this is something that people think like boundaries are just you being rude or ungenerous or unkind. But actually, that's not what boundaries are really like. Healthy boundaries help you to care for yourself. This is what Jennifer says, help you to care for yourself, be generous with others, have healthier relationships, know your own limitations, ask for help when you need it, use your time well, and to feel more relaxed. Who doesn't want all those things? I know I do. And one last note about boundaries before I wrap up this short episode. Oh boy, you guys, boundaries are a practice. You're going to get it right, get it right, get it right, mess it way up. And you're going to find that uh, you have boundary violations. Either you violate someone else's boundary or somebody violates yours. And the fastest way to tell that, again, if someone's trying to guilt you, if you're starting to feel feelings of guilt, that is a good sign that someone is trying to violate a boundary you're setting. It could be that it's not a clearly expressed boundary, and that means you need to go back to being more direct, and you can be kind and firm in your boundary setting to say, I love you, I want to talk about this with you, and I will not be yelled at. So, when you're ready to talk, I will be in the living room. I'm looking forward to talking to you when you're ready. There are plenty of ways to set kind, firm, loving boundaries with children and the adults in our lives. You could say, I love being a part of your team at work. I really appreciate the way you lead us and care for us. And I need more time before due dates so that I can do my best work for you and our company. If I don't have more time, I cannot promise the the success rate of the project. I cannot promise the quality of what I will turn in. And that's not okay for me. It's not acceptable. Do you think you could possibly give me an additional week before you let me know about a project that's due. That would really help me. Setting these boundaries will help you to learn how to be a loving communicator of your own needs. Oh, you will feel so happy as you're getting your needs met. It's a win-win. And you're going to invite more people to set their boundaries with you. And boundaries actually breed intimacy, which sounds crazy if you think about it. You're like a boundary. A boundary is like a wall. It's a It's a limit. It's a setting point where you're not supposed to cross. Yes. And when we feel like we can express those to the people in our lives that we love, we feel seen, we feel heard, we feel respected. And when they feel like they can express those to us, they feel seen, they feel heard, and they feel respected. And what are those three things if not being loved by the people in our lives? I hope that you enjoyed this Boundary Basics 101. A quick note about the two books I suggested. So Set Boundaries, Find Peace is a wonderful book. It is um, probably pretty readable by anyone. I will give a quick side note about Boundaries by um, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. That has some religious connotation inside of it, which I do think is valuable because I think a lot of people inside of religious institutions are having their boundaries violated either by volunteer work or by, um, you know, guilting into being a part of a team or a collaboration or doing a project or giving of their time and energy in ways that they just don't have the time and space for. Not because they don't love it and believe in their religion, but because they are tired and they're overworked. So if you are someone who finds boundaries um, important and you are not someone who is very religious, I would stick with set boundaries, find peace. And if you're somebody who finds boundaries important, and you are religious, and you're curious about that book, I would consider reading Boundaries. I think they're both extraordinarily valuable. I think you can also look past a lot of um, the references to spirituality and religion and boundaries. However, if that's something that's like a trigger for you, I would just avoid that book. I hope that this has been helpful. I think you guys are great. You're out there doing it every day, compassionately, caring for the children in your life, the humans in your life, because we all know you don't just stop at the children. You're loving the adults too. It is hard work. It is rewarding work. And you are a compassionate caregiver. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you have a great week. Compassionate Caregiver Podcast is produced and hosted by Katie Anderson and Martha Tyler. If you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, please consider becoming a Patreon member. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Compassionate Caregiver Pod and on Twitter at C Childcare LLC. To contact us, email hello at compassionatechildcare.com. As always, thanks for listening.